0: The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including ACLA Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Clean Energy Advisors.
1: Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is uh, Anne Kerr Reichert, and she is the co-founder and uh, Grand Poobah, the leader of uh, the Ready School of Digital Integration in Germany. Anne is uh, Danish, but uh, is uh, working in Germany. And uh, anyway, we're thrilled to have her today on the show. Anne, welcome.
2: Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Well, the pleasure is all ours, I assure you. Um, and so, tell us a little bit about uh, the Ready School of Digital Integration. Uh, let Let's stop. Let's Let's go back. Let's talk about the refugee situation in Germany. My heavens, uh, you know there are all kinds of numbers out there, but uh, Merkel, Angela Merkel talked about um, 1.1 million. Uh, refugees arriving in 2015. Just uh, tremendous numbers, however you count them. Uh, What's that like? How does that affect daily life in Germany?
2: So... All in all, last year, it was 1.1 million people who arrived in Germany. But again, Germany is a very big country. So I think often you also need to put the number into perspective. And I mean, we're 80 million people in Germany. So it it basically meant if, if it was, let's say, Germany was a company with 80 people, it meant that there was one more person turning up at the door. So I think we, we need to, first of all, put things into perspective and say, you know, would you go out, buy a new chair? Would you entirely change everything you're doing in your company if one more person turned up? You know, probably not. It would just increase the productivity. So I think, first of all, yes, it sounds like a large number, but Germany is a, a very, very big and well-running country. So all in all, you know, I'm, I'm definitely sure that, you know, Germany is going to make it and we're working at it right now. So, um, The one thing that was interesting, though, when when the refugee crisis started evolving was that there was so much attention in the media and you saw all these pictures of of people arriving all over Europe. Um, But at the same time, I was speaking to my friends and they're like, so where are all these people? We hear about them, but we actually, we've never met a refugee. And I think that was really the situation for quite a lot of people. It, It seemed like this was such a challenge. At the same time, people had never seen a refugee um, on the street. they would never talked to them. They didn't know what was going on in their life. Um, so so that's it's still actually the situation in, in Germany. I think a lot of Germans and Europeans have never met a refugee. And, and that is one of the things that I really do hope to change, because what I like to say is we need to stop talking about refugees and we need to start talking with refugees instead, because they're tremendous people with incredible stories um, to tell, and I think we we always need to meet on a you know a face to face level and, and really just get to know each other.
0: It, it really does change the perspective to speak to a refugee and to be, come to appreciate the the journey they've taken to get to where they are. Right?
2: Absolutely, I think it it, it changes everything. Um, and what is really important for me is that people don't get scared by the pictures that they see in the media. Uh, I think we can all imagine if you have been fleeing um, from your home country for one or two months um, and you have to to sleep rough at night and jump barbed wires um, and escape from from police and in some instances it's it's you know we would all look terrible <laughs> and these are unfortunately the pictures that are put in the media and I think largely they are completely. Um, undignified, and it doesn't speak to to the talent and the tremendous resources that these people have, and and that's what I really encourage people is to look beyond the media and and see the real people behind, because yeah. um, they're people with so much courage and and a hope. They're pioneers coming and, and seeking a better life for themselves and wanting to contribute, and, and I want other people to see that.
0: Yeah, I look terrible on camera every day, and uh, I can't imagine I being I can't imagine being caught uh, and how it would feel to be caught on camera and be on national news or international news uh, after uh, camping out for three weeks uh, and walking a thousand miles across uh, Eastern Europe. So uh, you make a great point. Now, you've created a school, the Ready School of Digital Integration. What is that and how does it serve the needs of German companies and the refugees there?
2: So the way that Ready School started was um, last year, um, more or less actually a a year ago, when I was invited to one of the refugee homes in um, northern Berlin. And I met a a programmer called Mohammed who um, had been in Germany at that point for two years. And he had studied computer science um, back home in Baghdad. Um, And he was telling me how since he arrived in Germany, he hadn't been able to continue programming, simply because he was lacking a laptop. And I thought this was absolutely the most ridiculous thing that I had heard. um, Because I know in Germany, there's currently 43,000 available jobs in the IT industry. I know the startup industry in Berlin is absolutely desperate for international talent. Um, And here I was having a fantastic chat to a young man who was motivated. He spoke very good English. He was learning German. And the only thing that was standing in the way of him really contributing, getting new friends was a laptop. Um, So the same night I was talking to one of my other friends um, here in Berlin, who's running a startup. And and he was saying, you know, what what can we do? How how can we really create um, proper help here that has an impact on other people's lives? And that's where we came up with the idea. What if we were to start a, a digital or a tech school supporting refugees to integrate into the German job market because we really could see that this could create a win-win situation where it would be great for German companies who could get access to talent at the same time it could really make a difference in the lives of the people who just arrived in Germany and again overall I think it would be a great win for for Europe to to make sure that integration was happening um, smoothly so that's one year ago we then um, had to, to set up the organization, uh, got officially registered in February in Germany as a social enterprise. So we are an entirely nonprofit organization. Um, and we, we took on the first 42 students in February and graduated the first group of 35 students in June. So it's, it's been a, an incredible busy year. Um, and currently we are running um, 10 parallel courses just for the summer before we, we start with the long-term courses again in October. So um, we keep going at it.
0: <laughs> That's great. Now, I really appreciate the way that this started so organically, but give us a sense now. You said you, you've launched, I think, 10 courses. Tell us about the number of students. Tell us about the companies that are involved. Tell us about the, uh, the courses you're teaching.
2: So in the first group of students we are teaching a programming language called Ruby on Rails, um, which is a, a really easy way to, to build websites and, and get to know what programming is about. Um, but we quite soon also realized that you know one programming language is not gonna gonna do the trick. Um, and we could help a lot more people if rather than just being a coding school, we would actually be a school of digital integration with a focus on the digital part. Um, so right now we are also running courses, for instance, in entrepreneurship. So if you're thinking about starting your own digital business, um, you get help to, to write a business plan, to create a pitch that you can present to investors. Um, and one of our student projects is doing incredibly well right now called Bureau Crazy, which is an app to help newcomers in Germany um, navigate the the German bureaucracy system. Um, So that's one. We have business intelligence classes. Um, We have other courses that is called um, Think Like a Programmer. So really trying to understand what is programming all about. Getting to know um, Python, which is another programming language. So, so we're trying to go as, as broad as we, we can. Um, we also have started doing courses in robotics for children, which I personally am really excited about because it was actually taught by two of our students and I think overall, it's really a community and a platform that we are building where there's this spirit that, that we're all in it together. So one day you might be a student, the next you're the teacher to somebody else and, and paying, paying it forward. And, and that's certainly the spirit that I want to create with Ready.
0: Well, where do you see the program going from here? Uh, it seems like there's a lot more room, a lot more opportunity for you to grow the program.
2: Absolutely. Um, We have had this strategy of so-called nail it before you scale it. um, Because for me, it was really important that we make sure that we have an impact um, because you can have a lot of wonderful ideas, but you need to make sure that the solution that you're providing is actually something that is um, wanted by the people receiving the support and the help. Um, So the way that we have um, been running the organization was to really stay small in Berlin um, for the first year. Then um, our ambition is to to start in three um, other cities in Germany in 2017. And once we know that we have a model that is scalable, um, then, then actually start looking at what could we do in, in the rest of Europe. Um, but even start looking uh, across because we have had a lot of contact with people in South Korea, in the US, um, even in Australia, really reaching out to us and and wanting to do similar programs. So, so for me, it's if we could create a a global platform where people can, can get together and share experiences and and truly make a difference. I think that's, that's where I would love to see the project, but again, it's, it's step-by-step and it really depends on having the right partners involved, which of course is the, the refugee community themselves, the NGOs that are working with the refugees. But also the the private industry so here in Germany we are working with Gluckner which is a steel company um, Mercedes-Benz and we also had uh, Facebook come and visit us Mark and Priscilla came here so that nope. was, uh, was incredible <laughs> and and they're supporting us as well so uh, we, we see it as a big ecosystem bringing big partners and, and local partners together.
0: The um, That's pretty amazing to have uh, Mark and Priscilla come uh, how did you connect with them originally?
2: Um I think we were um recommended by by a few good friends here in Berlin. Um when Mark and Priscilla said that that they were going to come to to Germany, um I think they were looking for for digital projects that specifically um created a difference using technology and um at that point, we'd had already well ten months of, of experience, and of course it it gave us an extra boost um in terms of, of being known in media and and being known amongst companies as somebody that that you could really truly make a difference together with and and of course, on an individual level for our students to to meet the founder of Facebook, you know it doesn't get much better than that. At the same time, it was also just fascinating to see Rami, who is a student of, of mine from Aleppo, um, who is absolutely passionate about virtual reality, and to see him and Mark sitting just as two you know, computer geeks geeking out about the potential of virtual reality. And, and that really is the spirit. you know, if, if you can bring together people around a shared passion, that's the best way to create integration.
0: Uh, what a great picture of Mark Zuckerberg geeking out with the... Uh a refugee on, uh, on virtual reality. What a, what a great picture. I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's just, uh, um, amazing. Um, well, you are becoming obviously a role model. You were quoted in the wall street or not the wall street journal, the Washington post the other day, maybe you were quoted in the wall street journal. I don't mean to tell you, you weren't, I just <laughs> didn't see it, but, um, People around the world are coming to know you. Uh, who do you look up to as a role model and for inspiration?
2: I think the, the obvious answer, of course, would be Angela Merkel here because she's, she's shown great leadership. But I'm much more for for the local role model. So, so it being a parent or a great teacher. And I think... For me, when I was 16 years old, I was a Rotary Peace, or a Rotary Youth Exchange student in Australia. And my very first um, host mother um, was a wonderful lady who was a school teacher in Newcastle. And um, Sue Shoot is her name, and she's going to be so embarrassed that I'm saying this now. But um, she has always been an incredible role model for me, opening her house to international students. Um, now she's even supporting... Um, refugees has done it for for several years and and it's really the the small local differences that you can make Um, she's the host mother of two Rohingya families right now and I know that they can't really communicate very well in English together but instead they're doing gardening together and they're cooking and it just shows that there's great care and no matter where you come from you can find this sort of mutual ground, um, of humanity. And, and that to me is, it's, it's much more inspiring and I think it's also makes it a lot more real and it's something that everyone can follow. So, um, yeah.
0: That's great. Now I, I understand why refugees need help. Uh, and I understand what good noble people they are. I think a lot of people do. What I don't understand is why you felt such personal responsibility uh, to help them. Uh, So many of us are aware of the challenges they face and do nothing. Why did you do something?
2: So as my name suggests, um, I actually have a German ancestry. Um, My great grandfather was German. And um, he was a very active pacifist um, and socialist speaking out um, for for global peace in, in the 1920s and 30s in, in Germany um, at a time when Hitler was coming to power. And this was, of course, not something that was very much appreci- appreciated by the Nazis. So my, my family actually had to escape from Denmark in 1933 and leave everything behind. Um, and they lived for Denmark um, and became refugees, essentially there living underground and The only reason that I can be here today is because they, they were greeted well in Denmark. Um, they were given opportunities and in a way, I think that's that 's something that that I feel responsible for paying forward to other people i couldn 't have been here if it wasn 't for the people in Denmark who had greeted my family and I think Growing up with that kind of legacy, it's it also when I could see that the refugee situation was developing in Europe. I was thinking about what what stories are we going to tell about this situation in three or four generations into the future, and and what role will I play um, as part of that history. So so I guess it, it was part of the motivation. At the same time, I did study a, a master degree of peace studies thanks to to Rotary International, and and. I just felt this is the perfect moment to to take the theory um, and put it all into practice to make a difference.
0: Wow, well, that's just uh, a moving moving story you you are really um, an amazing person. you've done amazing things and you have an amazing character. Um, we asked all of our guests, even the ones who aren't amazing uh, <laughs> who, uh,
2: great but you know i'm trying
0: (laughs) we ask all of our guests to share an impact hack, some tip that would help us to do more good in the world what's yours
2: um for me it's always been about co-creation and and by that i mean really truly working together with the with the people who are going to be the beneficiaries of of whatever project that i'm building and it's certainly been a um a way for us to work with ready school is to to always involve the refugees always involve the teachers that we are working with as well and and come together and think together because if you sit in a room and you can be really well-meaning Europeans but you're creating a program that needs to fit people from Iraq Afghanistan from Syria there's just tiny little things like you could schedule Classes on Friday um, when it's it's prayer time, th- then the students won't show up. Um, so these these tiny little things that make a big difference. You you certainly um, make sure that you don't run into those challenges when when you create together. And I think it's again we are school for for integration and integration for me really is working together closely, learning together, getting smarter together. Um, so so co-creation would absolutely be my impact hack.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Before you go, will you please tell people how they can learn more about what you're doing and connect with you personally?
2: So the best way would be either to, to find me on Facebook. It's probably where I'm the most responsive or um, to connect with me on Twitter. I think my Twitter handle is um, also under my name, so at Anne Richard. Um, or send me an email through Ready School. Um, I'm trying to get through my inbox every day. It's not always possible, but uh, if you can't reach me, there's always people on my team who'll be happy to talk. So yeah, please be in contact.
0: Fantastic. Well, and we wish you every success in the great and important work you're doing there in Germany. Uh, and uh, can't wait to learn more.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: All righty. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media gate global impact, GGI uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. SeedEquity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Clean Energy Advisors creates investment opportunities in the renewable energy sector that provide clients with a predictable income, preservation of capital, and positive impact. Clean Energy Advisors is committed to providing clients with investment opportunities with both market rates of return and measurable impact.
1: Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts On Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other change-maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.